Don't forget, we'll get into the uh, out of left field question here in a little bit. What is something that you do daily or weekly that other people might consider weird or not normal? Nathan with you, Dusty with you. Uh, you know what I mean, man? Like, uh, do you get into this championship classic? Are you into local? Do you have a team that you are you a Mizzou guy, KU guy, K State guy? I grew up Mizzou. Okay. And, I mean, in full transparency, uh, yeah. the move to the SEC. Did a number on me when I was in high really? school. Okay. I mean, I'm more of a neutral observer now. Uh, you know, I enjoy the back and Wait forth you between do this the longer. three teams. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, you I'm, start doing this longer, you start feeling out what content is, and you're like, you know what? I kind of want Mizzou, Kansas, and K-State to win. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So, I bet, no, I was Mizzou, Mizzou growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, nah, Champions Classic. I'm, I mean, I'm, I've got it on. Hmm. Got it on. I heard you had a... a Couple of wagers going tonight. Yeah, just one, a parlay if you want to get on it. I have the over in Kansas versus Kentucky. It's all KU Kentucky. Uh, I have uh, the over of 147. It's now 147 and a half. I did this back when I was in traffic on Hall. I know uh, it was a red light. I had time. I had it plugged in. All I had to do was log in, put the money down. So I wasn't texting and driving or betting and driving, but I was on Nall. Um, Coming north on Nall? Uh, that's got to be right, right? Because I'm coming from the south. Yeah, man. I, yeah. I sat on Nall forever oh, on the was, way here today. Well, there was a bad wreck. Yeah. Did you see that? 75th. Yeah, Yeah, that was bad. Hmm. I hope everybody's okay because yeah. there was like there was like a car that hit another car in someone's driveway. Yeah. And then there was one right in the middle where it looked like it might have caught on fire. Dude, bad wreck at 75th and Nall. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully everybody's okay. But, yeah, I, was coming, I always come that way because I checked my satellite, and I think there was another wreck or there was bad traffic all the way up to, like, 69 before you get to, sh- like, whatever. And it was just like, take Nall, get off the highway, just go. And so I was like, all right, that makes sense. I'll just I'll do that. Um, but, yeah, and so I have over 147 in this game, which is a lot. Right now, Duke, Michigan State, they're at 68-56 with 140 left. That game's over-under was 142. So that one's not really close. It's kind of – I mean, it's one, what, 124? So not really, and they got a minute 40 left. But it's Kansas and Kentucky. Both teams have scored over 85 playing in the Garden. That game's supposed to tip off at 830. The other one is Hunter Dickinson over 17 and a half. And then the other one after that is Dewan Harris over five and a half assists. Dewan Harris is an assist magician. So that's the three-leg parlay. Yeah. All right, we'll get to the out of left field question. 913-586-7610, Jay Southland, Toe Service Text Line. What is something that you do every day or week? So it can be a weekly task or a daily task that everyone around you probably thinks is weird or not normal. Now, Nathan, I always let the producer have the option. You can go first or I can go first. I'm tempted to start with a text that's already come in. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think a certain, you know, uh, sector of people are going to relate to this uh, background in the service industry, mm-hmm. right? Anyone says something to me, it's not okay. It's not, I got it. It's heard. That's oh, my yeah. response. I Every can't time. get it out of my system. Yeah. Every day. So you just say heard. Every day. Yeah. Right behind you. Heard. Heard. Corner. Heard. Corner. 86 Trout. Heard. Heard. Somebody says from the 913, you may relate here, but I listen to the 1975 every single day. Uh, Yeah, I don't know about every day. Um, 
but ever since that concert, once or twice a week, I'll put that that uh, set list in a shuffle and listen to it. Oh, man. After a concert, I will get on that set list website. Oh, I'll yeah. make me a playlist of the set list. I'll listen to that thing straight through for a good couple of months. I love it. Yeah, so I do I do like a two and a half, two and a half, two to two and a half mile walk daily around the downtown Lee Summit area. And that concert was on a Wednesday. I think the Thursday, Friday, Saturday walk was the set list. Because mm-hmm. I just wanted to play it over and try to remember the antics on stage or something like that. Uh, something that I do daily. Um, man. I guess it's weird, maybe some people, but like I grind my coffee beans every morning. I have the same morning routine every single day. I know there are some people in this world that are in a hurry and they don't know why it's, you know, zero to 60. But I mean, every morning, man, my alarm goes off at the same time. My shower gets started like the same time. Um, Now, obviously, there are things that can cause this to be outliers. Like if I do Fesco in the morning show, I'm not getting up at 7.30. Like my alarm's not going off at 7.30. Otherwise, I'd be an hour and a half late to the show. Um, But if it is, it's just shifted back. I'm dead serious. I'm not a a serial killer. I just have these weird things. So I'll wake up in the morning. First thing I'll do is grind the coffee beans. Second thing I do is go over to the purifier on the fridge, fill my coffee cup with water, pour it in the machine. Go to the bathroom, start the shower. Make the bed the same way every morning. Put the shoes away in the same spot every day. Maybe I'm just like ADD or OCD. Then it's shower, get out, make the coffee, set it on the table, get it ready for the side gig, get dressed, go to work. Every single morning to a freaking T. I am not as structured as you, but something that I did catch in there. So I do grind coffee beans mm-hmm. every day but i don't go purifier for the coffee water that oh you just go the under tap. the tap yeah mm-hmm. i mean i guess it's getting steamed so i mean it's i never heard of, i never thought to use purifier. i never even thought about it i use it as many times as i possibly can yeah a lot of uh, uh fingernail mm-hmm. biters which yeah. i am very guilty of as well yeah i don't do that i've i feel like i have really nice hands like if i did an only fans page it would be only hands. Hands and feet? Not feet. I don't really have great feet, but I have, I, I feel like I take pride in my hands. Like I just never, I guess for me, I just have sensitive teeth mm-hmm. and I don't really like that feeling of a nail in my, between my teeth. Just like I can't bite into a popsicle. I don't know how many people actually can do that. Um, my stepmother says, since she's a veterinarian, vet tech, Every day she's looking at a dog's ass. That's probably weird to some people. Hey. But every day there's just an ass of a dog yeah. and you're eyeballing it. You're looking right down the, the neck. Not in my day-to-day, that's no. for sure. 913, the course. The out-of-left-field question is, what is something you do daily or weekly that everyone else might consider a little abnormal or weird? Somebody from the 913 says, piss off my neighbor. <laughs> Can you please explain? How you might piss off your neighbor. Because I am interested. From the 816, I jam really loud with my stereo, then go downstairs and jam while playing drums. You do that every day or weekly? Good for you. I wish I was talented enough to play an instrument. My thing is, from the 913, 
Don't tell me you have a surprise, a gift or something for me and can't show or tell me right then and there. I will literally get upset and just ask you over and over again until you tell me and people think I'm annoying for that. Just don't tell me, show me when it's time. I feel you. Or or yeah. someone that says, hey, we need to talk later. Hey, can we talk? Yeah. I have a question. Get Man, what do you, what do you, what's up? Tell me for the 913. I probably Google something once a day. It's part of my job. That's fair. When my buddies and I have a little bit of sodas late on the night of Friday or Saturday, we'll start doing the guessing game. And the one that really pisses one of my friends off is the net worth guessing game. Now, again, net worth is what someone is worth, you know, total, like possessions, set, everything. And I remember one night we did, uh, we just, I try to think of ones that'll really get him. Cause like one night before Taylor Swift did this whole heiress tour, you know, I was like, what do you think Taylor Swift's worth? And he's like, oh gosh, I don't know, 250 million. I was like, okay. Looked it up and at the time it was like 480 million. How far she's came. Um, but one was Katy Perry. And I was like, Katy Perry. And he's like, oh, this is gonna make me upset. And I was like, why? <laughs> and he was just like, Cause it's gonna be something stupid. I was like, well, what do you think it is? And it was a hundred. It was three hundred and fifty million. Oh my gosh, three hundred and fifty million net worth for Katy Perry. I was gonna say you'd be surprised at how many records she sold, but I still wouldn't have gone three fifty. That's oh, no way. Somebody from the eight one six. I work nights, so every day I wake up at four p.m., drink my pre-workout, and sit on the toilet and sport bet or check fantasy before my workout. I feel that. I mean, you're doing stuff that everybody else probably does, or some people do at, like, 6 a.m. You just have to do it at 4 p.m. Working at night's really not that terrible. Obviously, there are terrible things about it if you're, like, a family person or something like that, but... I remember one time in the summer when I worked at Price Chopper, I was a stalker. Not, like, of females or males, but, like, in the aisles. And I remember one night, this guy was going on vacation. He was like, hey, man. You ever thought about, you know, working the night shift? And I was like, well, what's that entail? He's like, oh, man, you come in here at, like, seriously, this was the shift. You went in there at 9 p.m. Oh, my goodness. 9 p.m., and you worked until 8 a.m. It was awesome. I was 18 years old on spring break in high school, and I loved it. Like, my parents didn't care for it. But I would be like, hey, Mom, I'm sorry. I got to go to work at 9 p.m. She's like, what? No, you don't. And I was like, trust me. I'm not lying to you. I was like, you can take me to work and you can see the process. And it wasn't a full week. I think, I think it was just like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then another guy did Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, and by Sunday it didn't matter. Somebody for the 913 says, walk around naked during the day if I can. I mean, if that's what you got to do every, every day to kind of feel yourself, then do that. I buy my fingernails. Bad. I always make sure the interior lights go out in my car before I go inside. I lock my car. I make sure I hear the double horn. Maybe that's a different one. I have to hear the dee dee. Like, even though you have to do it once, I do a double tap. I have really bad anxiety. I buy my fingernails bad. I like the surprise guy. From the 913, peach thong. Once a week, you're rocking the peach thong. This this, one, go ahead. You know, I was just say this one has been just, I, I just can't get my my mind around this one from the 913. Have to have my volume on an odd number. Mm-hmm. I am the exact opposite. Even my number? My volume must be on an even number. That just I, might be more of like an ism or like a 
OCD. Oh, 100%. But ADD. I've just never heard of it being the other way or like maybe the number five, if anything. No, man, it's got to be. I think mine's always on six in my room. But I have like a 2009 Samsung 42 inch. That was my first real prize possession. Maybe that could be a question for Thursday night. What's your what's your favorite prize possession? I better see all of you men say my wife. Even though she's not your possession, but you love her. I sit down to pee. My wife roasts me every time. You know what? There isn't urine on your bathroom floor or your toilet because of you. You know how I know that? Because you're dangling inside the toilet and you're letting it go straight to the water. So I know that you're just fine. And there's nothing wrong with sitting down to urinate. If you're a male, especially if it's 3 in the morning, you don't know where that thing's aimed at. Out of left field question, 913-586-7610. What is something that you do that everyone else might think is not normal or weird? That is the Jay Southland Tow Service number. Text line number, 913-586-7610. We come back, I want to dive back more into... Why that AFC picture is a little bit more and more and more clear of what it might be at the end of the season because of what was one hell of a bye week for the Kansas City Chiefs. For Nathan, I'm Dusty, and you're listening to After Hours. I'm coming in. Somebody says they knock on a hundred random doors every day. I don't know. I don't know what profession that is. Um, but that's tough. Uh, and then from the 913, my volume has to be on my favorite number, 713 or 23. I assume you could kind of dictate where they are in their day by what number the volume is on. If it's seven, you would assume that's probably like, you know, settling down. 13, you're probably, you know, middle afternoon, 23, Sunday game day. 816, no way this is true. If it is, whatever. I say the F word when I sneeze. Although, I actually, you know what? I, I kind of believe that. My stepdad would, would do that when he sneezed, but he would say the S word. He'd be like, blank. Now, maybe that was, maybe he had Tourette syndrome. No, I get saying it right after. I just I'm confused if this guy means like literally as he sneezes because I believe that would be impossible. Mm. What is it you can't do? Keep your eyes open while you sneeze. I think that's it. Yeah. I think that's where my mind went. Yeah, mm. that's tough. Um, Nathan, with you, Dusty, with you until nine o'clock here on After Hours tomorrow. Da is on the morning show at nine thirty. Pete Sweeney on the drive at three. Then we do Arrowhead Pride Radio at six o'clock until seven. Ron Cobb Jr., lead analyst uh, on that website, will join us as well. And then Thursday, Nate Taylor on with the guys from Fesco in the morning, and Dana Hughes on at Cody and Golden, and Paul Charchian for your fantasy advice for Thursday. Friday, you get Mitch Holtis at seven thirty with the guys from Fesco in the morning. Pete Sweeney then jumps over to Cody and Gold at one o'clock. Nate Taylor at four o'clock. Might be moved up a little bit because K-State plays Friday, I believe, at 5. So no after hours on Friday. Stay tuned to Sunday's schedule. There's a chance K-State could knock out after hours. But no matter what, there will be a fantasy football Sunday show on Sunday at 9 a.m. But what follows that depends on what K-State does versus Providence on Friday. Um, 
KU, 25th in the college football playoffs, top 25. Kansas State, 21. I'm sure. I haven't seen Mizzou's yet, but hey, KU's still in the top 25. This was uh, Adam Shine on Sean McDermott after the game against Buffalo and Denver last night. This is a flat-out disgrace, a complete embarrassment. And how about Sean McDermott? I mean, please. I mean, this is what we've talked about forever on Time to Shine. 13 seconds against Kansas City. The Tennessee game, the Minnesota game last year. You look at what transpired against the Cincinnati Bengals in the divisional round, and that he fires Leslie Frazier. Why was he blitzing on that third and ten? Made no sense. Troy Aikman was brilliant on that as a first guess on the broadcast last night on Monday Night Football. Second and ten was great. You blitz, you get him out of field goal range. That's one thing. The old Greg Williams YOLO zero blitz. What the hell was that? If you get six yards on that play, if you're the Broncos, it so favors the Buffalo Bills. There were so many issues with the kicking game for Denver all night. The wind was whipping. What are you doing? And how are you not prepared for that field goal attempt? Sean Payne botched the entire thing down the stretch. I couldn't believe it. Taking the knee, setting it up. This is not like the Lions and the Chargers from the other night where you can't let Justin Herbert touch the football. The, the Bills were stuck in the mud. Who cares if Josh Allen gets it? with 20 seconds to go. So you should have had the field goal team on the damn field. Sean McDermott embarrassed himself. The penalties and calling that play, he's now the defensive coordinator, that's on him. Ken Dorsey is a sacrificial lamb here because Sean McDermott, I mean, he fired Leslie Frazier, now he fires Ken Dorsey. And here's the problem. This schedule is impossible. I don't know about impossible, but... The fact that what we had mentioned earlier about what this schedule has, by the way, Missouri is ninth in your top 25. So a little bit of love for those Tigers, baby. You go out there and handle business in Tennessee. Now you're starting to flirt. You're up five slots. That's slots. That's what I said, five slots. Uh, Mizzou ranked ninth in the top 25 playoff picture for college football. Also, just got some dynamite information about sitting down while you pee. I'm just telling you. Like, Let me hear listen. I mean, you're passionate about this, this topic, obviously. I, I had no idea you were so. 913, yeah, 586 The question tonight was, what is something you do randomly? Somebody was like, I sit down when I pee. I like it. It feels good. Friend of mine, she says, uh, real good friend of mine. She knows what she's doing, too. She's very active in the health field, in the fitness field. So I, I trust this okay, source. Okay, okay. Actually, better for men's pelvic floor, yes, men have a pelvic floor, to sit down and pee. You use more of your core to pee when you sit and your pelvis can actually relax, allowing you a fully empty and reducing chances for infection as well, slash, the more you know. How about it? How about it, man? How about that? Maybe I got to rethink things. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you just got to sit down. And you know you're blessed if you feel the water, if you know what I mean. But that was, uh, you know, a little sidetrack there. But I just thought that was interesting. I didn't know that. I didn't know that at all. But I love it. Um, the situation last night in Buffalo, man, we are, uh, you know, we're questioning ourselves. Now, I'll go back, and I promise I'll have this for you when it comes to Thursday night. I promise I'll have it for you because I know Sean Barber who listens to me all the time and always checks my receipts. Um, I'll go back and find the audio. I'll make it a point to do this. 
uh, of me telling you that Buffalo was going to miss the playoffs this year because I'm serious. And I think the reason why is that we're finding that the quarterback is pressing. Dan Levitard had this to say. That game last night is the first you got since 2016, a Bengals game, where that situation happened. 30-plus penalty yards at the end of a game to cost you the game because the Bills had multiple penalties and seemed poorly coached, seemed undisciplined, and you can say that the turnovers might not have been a fault last night, if you want, or the fault of somebody else to got. But since 2018, no human being playing professional football has turned the ball more or over more than this person. I, I you un- cannot blame that on his teammates. No, I understand. Well, some of them you can. I'm but you can't, you. No, you can't blame that number. Okay. He's, it, it's more than 70, Stugat. It's more than 70. Many of those are Josh Allen's fault. He's reckless. Reckless. Reckless was the was the term that we got there from Dan Levitard. Um pressing, I think, is more the term. Pressing. Um and Buffalo's window is closing. I think we've we've talked about this before. Buffalo's window is is getting bleak. Um, I don't know how many of you out there have ever experienced an attic fan. You, you shut your window to, like, three inches open, turn that thing on on a timer, and the air that comes in there, you'll never turn your AC on again at night in the fall or the spring. I promise. But Buffalo's window is closing, and I think the reason why it might be closing is, A, there's been drama this entire year. You can go back and check it out, right? Stefan Diggs, Josh Allen, were they on the same page? Someone say yes, don't worry about it. And then someone say, well, there's reason for concern. Sean McDermott, right? He's had some questionable situations. Didn't have his team ready last night. Will Lutz missed a field goal. He'd been struggling with the wind all night. Missed a field goal. Didn't have his team ready to go. 12 in on the field. That's kind of on coaching, right? That's kind of on the dude, right? Like, it's it's one thing if you have one bad student in your class. It's another if, like, the class is never prepared, doesn't know where to stand in line after recess. Then you got to put that on the teacher. But the Buffalo Bills window closing. The other thing that we noticed in the AFC this weekend is that maybe Jacksonville was a little bit more high praise than we thought. And I admit when I am wrong, I will always do it. I was wrong. Trevor Lawrence is not the guy that I thought he's going to be. Because we talked about this earlier, when it comes to the quarterback position, you find out real quick who that person is. And Trevor Lawrence, there's A, B, and C, right? It's either never going to happen, there's well, they'll be good enough, or there's elite status. Trevor Lawrence is in that it's good enough, right? We can get to the playoffs, and we all know that in the NFL, once you get to the playoffs, anything is possible. Anything is possible. By the way, your top six teams, Georgia, Ohio State, Florida State, Michigan, Washington, Oregon. Georgia, Ohio State, Florida State, Michigan, Washington, Oregon. We get more into college football when we get to Thursday night when it gets closer to that Saturday day. Um, but here's the thing, right? Trevor Lawrence really hasn't given you any proof, let alone has shown any statistical reasoning that he has elevated his game to a different level of what it's been in the past, right? There was the four interceptions, uh, in the playoff game, I believe in the first half against the chargers. And then he came back and it was like, maybe Trevor Lawrence is all right. And then the chiefs beat him. I believe 23 to 20 in the divisional round. The other interesting thing about the Jags is that they have a surging, surprising rookie led team right on their heels. Houston five and four back to back impressive wins in back to back weeks. 
Jacksonville loses to San Francisco. And if Jacksonville again was going to be that team or at least have some sort of respect on their name, this past weekend would have been one of those games. And they got absolutely blown out. It was never close. They couldn't stop San Francisco. San Francisco did whatever they wanted, and they looked lost. In fact, there's actual audio of Jacksonville saying they don't know what they're doing. The other thing we learned in this weekend is that the Chiefs are gaining separation in the fast lane of the analogy that we said is a highway to the promised land. The Chiefs are not in the middle lane. They're in the left lane. They're in the fast lane. They're not in the cruise lane. They're not over here where the Raiders are. Like the team's in the far right lane. Raiders, Broncos, Patriots, they know they're not going anywhere. They're just trying to keep, they're just trying to stay on the road. They don't need to pull over yet. Some people will get to their destination before others, and some people will be the last car on the highway. And the Chiefs are in the fast lane, and there's not really any sort of headlights behind them. There was Chiefs break check. They went on a bye. What happened? Baltimore lost. Cincinnati lost. Buffalo lost. All the key factor components, they all lost. And the AFC picture that was so wide open, that was so, at the time, one of those things. Like, even the Chargers lost, which is someone you have to mention because in division. But the most interesting part about this weekend was the fact that you win against Philly. If you win against Philly and the Ravens lose, or the Cincinnati Bengals lose, either way you want to look at it. But if and only if you win against Philadelphia on Monday night, you might capture two keys to two different houses. One of them being the AFC West, locked in control. The other one, the AFC. You beat Philadelphia, go to 8-2, and two, and Cincinnati or and Baltimore, one of those teams that has to lose, loses. You've gained that much room, and then it's just stay in the stay between the lanes, stay between the lines, get to your destination, get back to the playoffs at home, one seed, let it go through Arrowhead. Coming up on the other side, it's the game of the year on Monday night, November 20th. I'll explain why. It's Philadelphia, Kansas City, but there's much more to it than why it's the game of the night or the game of the year, I should say. You're listening to 610 Sports Radio. This is After Hours. I'm telling you, man. I would take this over a Netflix show in the background any day. (laughs) Yeah. I'm telling you, man, when I heard this song today, driving to the side gig, I didn't honestly know some of the lyrics. And I feel bad because I like to be or consider myself, oh, the reason I like this show or this song is listen to the lyrics. They'll get you, you know? Like, sometimes you'll listen to a song, and you'll be sitting there, you'll be like, God, this song makes me think of somebody. And I mean, I'm not saying that that song today made me think of somebody. I wasn't, you know, sexed out driving to to my other job. But I was um, I was definitely impressed with some of the lyrics I heard. I mean, we could pull them up right now if we really wanted to, but we don't have to. Um, for those of you that were wondering if I was too harsh on the on the bills, this was... Uh, Jeremy White uh, on the drive today talking about, you know, certain things that might have been said over. There weren't certain things. There were tweets. But his main message was, I want to know why we're going in the wrong direction. Now, this was after they lost to Cincinnati in the divisional round at home. And what has happened since that day? They've come back to start this season. Their offense looks like it's kind of stuck in the mud. He himself is having a great year. So, you know, he's not exactly going to whine about not getting the ball enough. They get him the ball. 
they maybe don't scheme him the ball as much as they could, but he, he's having a great year, and he's one of the two players on this offense that is beyond criticism. Like, nobody talks about Diggs in any other way than the true leader that they really believe that he is. So the funny thing about, like, if he wants out, he won't get run out of town, I can tell you that, because right around now there's, there's even a shirt for sale in town that just says Diggs was right. We don't even know what it was about. We just know that he was frustrated, and now everybody else is equally frustrated with the head coach and the offense and a little bit the quarterback. So I don't know. His cap hit's probably too big for them to even consider trading him, even if he wants out. So I think he's just going to be here. He told us he wanted to complete his career in Buffalo and, and finish his career here. And then this was Jeremy White on Buffalo missing the playoffs. I would have him out. I think it's it's almost impossible to consider the defense holding up against some of these offenses. They've struggled to beat the Giants. They lost to the Patriots. Mac Jones put up one of the best days of his career. So I would bet that they're probably going to miss. So there you go. Um, Chiefs Philadelphia, biggest game of the year. I'll explain why. Um, I feel like this could be a game that maybe this is like the NFL game we've been waiting for. Um, CJ Stroud versus Tampa Bay. Great game. CJ Stroud versus Joe Burrow. Fantastic, entertaining game, right? Those have all been great. But have we really had a game this year where it's been like, my God, that game everybody's talking about because it was great on both sides. There's been a lot of games this year, a lot of games where we've looked at it and watched it and then just, you know, bitched and complained about it, right? Oh, that shouldn't have been a holding call. They called a holding call. That should have been pass interference. They didn't call pass interference, and they really, really, really wanted to, but they didn't. But this... This game, Monday night, November 20th, Chiefs and Philadelphia, is one of those games that I think could have sort of a, a, a similar vibe to what was Elway and Montana and I believe 1994. The Monday night game, right? The, the back and forth battle. Because there's a lot on the table that nationally – we all see, right? This is the rematch of the two best teams in football last year. No doubt. The Chiefs were the best team in the AFC. The Philadelphia Eagles were the best team in the NFC. And throughout 10 weeks of the new season after, the Chiefs are the best team in the AFC and the Philadelphia Eagles are the best team in the NFC. This is the game. And it's on Monday Night Football. ESPN, Joe Buck, Troy Aikman finally salivating. They're ready. They're their, their pants are a little bit tighter to announce the game that night because it's Hurts and Mahomes. That's one thing that everyone knows nationwide. It's two great quarterbacks going up against each other. Not only that, everybody still remembers last year's Super Bowl. They have a little bit of the, you know, the broken heart syndrome. They have a little bit of the, you know, the Chiefs won it, I loved it kind of syndrome, right? Like they have that. A.J. Brown said this at the end of the Super Bowl. Um, we went up 27-21. I knew uh, deep down that it was probably a chance we were, we were going to lose. Because he got the field goal there instead of the touchdown? Mm -hmm. He knew they were going to lose because they got a field goal instead of a touchdown and knew that you can't beat Patrick Mahomes with field goals. Can't do it. Not going to happen. Not only that, there's another level of, I guess, fame slash notoriety nationwide, which is the Kelsey versus Kelsey. Like, Mama Kelsey's going to be there. 
Travis versus Jason. Like that's, you know, we're used to that. Along with rematch of the Super Bowl and Hurts versus Mahomes, those are three tiers of this game that make this such a big splash. We haven't really had that in a lot of games this season. Hasn't been a whole lot of, oh, it's, you know, this versus this. It's these, it's, you know, opening night, Lions and Chiefs. Oh, but wait, Travis Kelsey's out. Chris Jones is being a Richard, and he's watching the game from a from a from a suite with uh, you know, Hans and Franz, his agents at the time. Whatevs. But this is a game, Philadelphia, Kansas City, in Kansas City, both teams coming off of a bye. And I feel like this game could give a lot of old Monday night magic. And the one that comes up the most recent to me is the Elway Montana. But other things that you're going to see is a big offense in Philadelphia versus a big defense in Kansas City. Sneed and McDuffie, Devonta Smith, and, J- and A.J. Brown. Right? Chiefs defense versus the Philadelphia offense. Last year was the opposite. This is Philadelphia defense going to be able to shut down this Chiefs offense. Now it's kind of a, a a more experienced and more electrifying offense this year, at least for the Kansas or for the Philadelphia Eagles, and one thousand percent a more electrifying and better off defense for the Kansas City Chiefs. But when you look at Monday Night Football for what it is, it's always a sell. AJ Brown. Wide receiver one, not one this season has 100 yards on the Kansas City secondary. There's been two receivers that have 100 yards in Joshua Palmer and Christian Kirk. Outside of that, not Justin Jefferson, not Amara St. Brown, not Tyreek Hill. None of them. A.J. Brown, next man up, coming off a of bye week. We know what Andy Reid's record is, 27-4. and four. They have recent bitterness. Everyone knows what last year's Super Bowl was. Everyone's ready for this game. Both teams off of a bye. Andy Reid, Philadelphia, Sirianni, Kansas City. They get to battle against each other. Kelsey Brothers, Super Bowl rematch. Sign me up. Sign me out is what we do on the other side. For Nathan, I'm Dusty. You're listening after hours. We'll wrap this thing up get to my final thoughts here on 610 Sports Radio. Let me tell you. This year, Jam, Nathan. My Spotify DJ showed this song to me today. Like really? we were talking about earlier. So nice. I had to pull it out. And just for the record, I don't tell you what to play, do I? You do not. Okay. This is not your music. No. And this this is, I, I would say this is different than the vibe we've had the rest of tonight. Yeah. So I don't want any labels. But for, I'm down with playing it. a song like I this. I dig this jam. But, all, right, all right. I'll get down with this jam. But I just want to set the record straight. Like, I always do let my producers... Decide what they play. You do, and the, and the last the last time I was in here, the text line was kind of up in arms about a few of my choices. Yeah, so that'd I, be all right. You know, uh, yes, it is me. I'll wear it. We were talking about how uh, you know you you listen to songs and you find out the the lyrics you know before you even you knew what they were, and I was telling you let's let's get it on. It was a song that kind of woke me up today. Mm-hmm. Some of those longs were some of those those lines. If the spirit moves you, let me groove you. Let your love come down. Oh, get it on. Come on, baby. Do you know the meaning? Nothing wrong with love. If you want to, if you want to love me, just let yourself go. Oh, baby, let's get it on. I didn't know those words existed. Um, if you missed it, college football has announced their uh, top 25. KU is 25th. 
K-State is 19th. The most significant move, according to Brett McMurphy, the most significant move is Missouri. The Tigers from number 14 to number nine. Meaning that if the Tigers can beat Florida and beat Arkansas, both of which could happen, could very well happen, Missouri is guaranteed a New New Year's Six Bowl, either Fiesta, Peach, or Cotton. I don't know if you've looked ahead at your schedule, but if that game is the Cotton Bowl, it is December, I believe, 28th or 29th. There is a really big game, maybe, that gets played on December 31st at 325. Yes, New Year's Eve, Chiefs and Cincinnati Bengals. How about those Tigers, man? And the other the other fact that all three teams locally are still in the top 25, that you also love to see. You love to see it. And it, I just wonder, mm-hmm. I wonder what would have happened if, if Luther Burden plays that whole game, if you mm-hmm. eliminate a couple of sloppy turnovers late. We could be having a crazy conversation that nobody thought we could have about Missouri right, right now. We really could be. How far do you trust Deion Sanders? Because I love Dion. I'm big Coach Prime guy. I love what he did at Colorado or what he's trying to do at Colorado. You know, very, very successful with the NIL, very successful with, you know, helping college athletes kind of get that, you know, get money, you know, really kind of, you know, be who they are as athletes and trust them and build them into men. And you heard over the weekend that Jimbo Fisher was fired, given like, what was it, $76, 77000000 million to get out? Yes, yes. And uh, one of the names that we talked about on Sunday morning was the fact that here's, we're doing my final thoughts here is Dion could be a name of interest. And there's a lot of people, you know, kind of on the text line that were like, well, I don't know why you leave Colorado. He just got there because it's not the SEC. And we all know that A&M has a ton of money. I mean, if they can give a coach $76 million just to leave, we know they can pay people. And JPA football um, – had something come out earlier today. Colorado head coach Deion Sanders was asked about the rumors linking him to Texas A&M and coaching vacancy. Quote, Deion said, I want to win a game. You think I got time to sit down and think about that kind of stuff? Let's focus on this week. I love Dion. I think Dion has a chance to really be a successful coach next year when he starts getting offensive and defensive linemen. I mean, you just you can't really do a whole lot, even if your quarterback is a stud, and you do have Travis Hunter, who's a stud, but you can't do anything when you don't have time to throw the ball. But, man, you have to believe somebody went up to Dion and was like, hey, what do you do? So I do believe he's thought about it. Poor choice of words. But I do think that Dion has thought. Maybe not a ton, but he's thought a little bit about it since the news broke on Saturday night, Sunday morning. I'm sure he has. And, I mean, bringing Prime into your – program mm-hmm. would be so beneficial i mean a&m has the money already right uh they they're in the sec i'm not saying a&m needs that kind of publicity but man uh does he bring an extra element to your program um i, I i'm on I, I like Dion as well man. sure I, I think the narrative's gotten a little out of control they hit the they hit their over in season wins in what like week three or four i think it was like week five it was three and a half three and a, i mean mm-hmm. uh, you said it once once he can uh you know, get get some upperclassmen that he brought in in the right. trenches, and I think they um, will. At which they will if if he's there. Um, yeah, I, I I'm not too dissuaded by the recent the recent downtick as as I think others are on Dion. Right. Um, the other one is old boy in Atlanta, 
And if I'm calling you old boy, I don't like you. We just probably ain't ever going to get along. And I don't like Arthur Smith, partially because you ruined my first overall pick in fantasy football this year. And he's ruined athletes over time because he thinks he's the smartest man in the room. And Falcons owner uh, Arthur Blank, I believe is his name, says that firing head coach Arthur Smith is not an option as of right now. And the plan is for him to be back in 2024 per the athletic. Quote, the only way Smith isn't back as the team's coach in 2024 is if there's an evidence players are turning him out or the team completely unravels that via sleeper NFL. Look, man, I feel like old boys already lost the locker room. You don't use Bashan Robinson, who's maybe one of your most talented players, I don't know, on the entire roster. The fact that he's only gotten one carry inside the five. Now, I think that changed this past weekend, but before going in this week, one carry inside the five. Oh, you can sit there and be like, Dusty, that's such a nerd fantasy stat. So be it. He's an elite running back. Kyle Pitts is the third option at tight end on that team. Now, again, maybe I'm very critical because I have a little bit of bias. But the other thing about this is, like, Kyle Pitts was so good his rookie year. And then this guy takes over, and it's like, we're going to keep using Janu Smith. We're going to keep using Allegier. We're not going to use our first-round pick that we got in the eighth overall pick or the sixth, whatever it was, out of Texas, who's clearly super talented. No, 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 no. I've got it figured out. We know what we're going to do. I promise you, old boy in Atlanta's fired by the end of the year. Not only that, one stat that I wanted to get off my chest before we got off the air because I wanted to prove that I am humble and I am always wrong. Trevor Lawrence's season, nine touchdowns, 11 interceptions. Justin Fields, 11 touchdowns, six interceptions. That being said, I'm sorry. And I apologize for bad advice. And I admit when I'm wrong and dusty, I need to get out of here. So I'm out. But Kansas City, before I leave, remember that I always ask you to do one thing. Go do something nice for somebody. It could change their day, week, month, or even year. You never know. This world is chaotic and hectic and stressful. Go make it a little bit less every day if you can because it's cool to care. Nathan, thank you for all your help tonight. Kansas City, we'll talk to you on Thursday night again tomorrow. We'll talk to you for an hour. But it's Arrowhead Pride Radio with myself and Pete Sweeney, Ron Cop Jr. at 615. Good night, Kansas City.